Every time I go on a cruise, Every somebody time. says, how can they afford to have Bette Midler on this boat? <laughs> Did you sing for them? No, but the one, the last one, I was performing on the boat, and then they, I heard someone say, how do they afford to have Bette Midler? <laughs> and I was sitting next to a couple, a gay couple in, right. uh, in Portugal, and I said, are you two married? And they said, how do you know we're gay? <laughs> you know, but I have a vibe. I know right. what it okay. is. What a day. This is for my ghouls. <laughs> Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween to you. And I don't know about you, Kevin, but given the roller coaster of emotions that The View has put us through with their Halloween coverage in the last three or four years... It's become a day of stress for me <laughs> because I know I don't know now what to expect. Are they going to give us a full-blown Broadway production <laughs> of Moulin Rouge or are they going to give us not even a pumpkin in the background? We never know. So going into today, all I felt was stress. I I mean I knew they had they were going to do something, but it all mm. I could think was like the pressure is so on after last year. Like I was just yeah. stressed thinking about and, like what you could possibly do to top what they did last year. And I almost felt a sadness. Like it was like, you know, it was like when they crown a new like queen, like queen. <laughs> yeah. It was like when they crown a new beauty queen or like drag race queen. And you're like, Oh, like I'm sad that like, you know, the year of Sasha Velour is ending or, you know what I mean? And it's like, I was sad that the year of Sarah Haynes as Satine was ending. And that yeah. the year of Anna Navarro starring in Evita was ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was sad to say goodbye to those girls. Yeah. Yeah. But I was entertained, certainly, this year. Certainly. The theme was TV shows. Yes. Which I I just have to wonder, like, what the original theme was before <laughs> everyone decided on their costumes. And then they were like, I guess it's TV shows. <laughs> like, was it supposed to be like, we're all going to do sitcoms? And yeah. then Whoopi was like, well, actually, I'm Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I've, I really think that was <laughs> where things were going. And then when Whoopi opened that can up, then I think it was like, well, wait a minute. Why am I being a sitcom when I really just want to be in Bridgerton? And then it was like, <laughs> and then it was like Alyssa being like, well, I don't really watch sitcoms other than Schitt's Creek and Sarah's already doing that because that is hugely her personality um, and so she's like well do I have to do a sitcom then and they're like well I guess not and then they went back to Joy and Sarah and were like well do you want to change it now because no one else is doing sitcoms and they were like no <laughs> we're quite good <laughs> yeah that is exactly the like what was going through my head as I was <laughs> looking at them all standing there together. 
and you have like Charo in this like bright red sequin next to a handmaid with embroidery on it that says my body my choice yeah so that is what I think happened but ultimately the the theme was TV shows and I Mm -hmm. think I I like this type of theme. Keep it broad. I don't like when they do like one cohesive thing. Yeah. I also really liked that they like recreated the intros for the shows that did have intros and then for other shows like <laughs> like Whoopi they created a music video for Confident by Demi Lovato. <laughs> And then for Sunny with Bridgerton, they just created a tableau okay. of, of Sunny with no speaking and no movement. Okay, I was dying at that. Who went first? Sunny. No, who the someone went first. I don't think it, it was, was Sunny. Sunny. Sunny's was the very first one. So I was like, oh, are they all just doing like tableaus? No. Because well because that's the thing like it went from it must have gone from the skit directly into Sunny's yes, because yeah. it was like a lot was going on and then all of a sudden they're like and here's Sunny as Bridgerton and she was just sad. Yes. <laughs> I was, get it. It was it's giving like, like uh like the street performers who like <laughs> hold a pose for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then like as it's going through the other women like you have like Sarah acting in a in in her, in her her own skit yeah and then you have like Alyssa getting a bucket of water thrown on her head but then sunny sad yeah <laughs> like we couldn't have given her you know maybe she cracks a fan or something <laughs> like, right because i understood it was like okay well some shows they're not doing the opening but like then why did why was Whoopi's an entire music video on its own which also, like, when I think of Handmaid's Tale, do you know what I think of? <laughs> Confident by Demi Lovato. <laughs> That's I know, always top I, of mind. It was a choice. Yeah. I also, something that, like, they didn't... <laughs> I don't I don't know if this was made obvious to the audience, but I did notice, like, a lot of people, a lot of fans seemed... <laughs> confused about the outfit changes and didn't understand that like when sarah was uh, did an outfit change and was dressed as like the pope her costume was still moira rose (laughs) as the pope (laughs) not just i know the pope and like they did acknowledge it but they didn't explain it they were just like great outfit changes anyways here's a child dressed as inflation Okay, let's talk about, okay, let's go through one at a time and just give me your, like, thoughts on each costume. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the skit. Okay. So let's just, I mean, begin with Whoopi because you already. Yeah. I mean. Tudor boot. I want to say any time that Whoopi participates in something and goes along with it, I have to toot it. So based on that alone, it's a toot. What did she completely do exactly what the assignment was? No, but does she ever? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for me, it definitely is like a soft toot, <laughs> a silent toot. <laughs> because I agree, any 
time that Whoopi gets to do what makes Whoopi happy, I love to see it. But for to do Handmaid's Tale, it was just like a little bit dark compared to everyone else's yeah. looks. Well, that's the thing about Whoopi. And also that's the thing about Whoopi and Halloween is like sometimes she goes so full tilt leans into it so hard and takes it so serious but in a funny way like what she did with um the the thing the the cat (laughs) the plant no the plant (laughs) i don't even remember the plant really was it like little shop of horrors the plant yes yeah sometimes whoopee on halloween goes so full tilt like takes it really serious but in a fun way like with the little shop of horrors and then other times we get this like i'm just gonna kind of do what i want to do vibe and so i didn't really know what to expect so this year we kind of got the i'm just gonna do what i want to do and you know what that's fine yeah so next let's talk about sarah as moira rose Mm -hmm. this was exactly the costume you would expect from someone who has a lgbtq plus family member and is doing it gracefully (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Like, it is embodying woman who has an LGBTQ plus family member gracefully. That was really what she was dressed up as this year. Yeah, it was a layered costume. If you got it, you got it. I think it's a toot. Although, you know, I, I, I think like, she's done the costume. She's paid her homage. Like, now let's, let's take a break on Schitt's Creek from here on out. Let's just yeah. take a little break on that. Yeah. It was a two because she did fully commit. And like, even in the skit that she did, she was really like acting. Mm. She really put her heart and soul into the part. And that, that much was clear. Was it Satine? No, but nothing ever will be. So yeah, it's a two. And, and the Pope, I mean, the, the thought to come out as, Moira as the Pope was <laughs> definitely a toot. <laughs> Next, there is Anna Navarro as Charo. <laughs> For me, this is a toot just completely based off of like how unexpected. Like I never would have thought of this. And yeah, she just seemed really delighted to be <laughs> playing this role today so it was a toot for me i think this is my top toot of all wow i just thought she actually like pulled off the look so well and she actually looked so like pretty in that hair and makeup and we've only ever really seen anna with the same hair yeah so i i i don't know it got me and then okay also she (laughs) <laughs> sits down and they're all like saying why they chose their costume uh-huh. they're, they're like anna so why did you choose charo and she starts to like go on to say like well as an immigrant growing up it meant so much to me to see a latina woman who had an accent on tv and she's like yeah she gets like three words out and they're just like it's charo yeah <laughs> Well, imagine being a little immigrant girl who comes here and gets to see a uh, Hispanic woman on TV with an accent. <laughs> so I thought it was, you know, what a wonderful... <laughs> the real Charo. 
bust through the door. Like, yeah, yeah, here's the real Charo. And Anna just immediately yeah. starts dancing with Charo. It was like pure chaos, but in the best possible way. Yeah. And then the remainder of the segment, it was just them talking to Charo. Charo. But really, it was like yeah. Charo was like interviewing all of them. Yes. Like Charo had command exactly. of the stage. It was like the Charo show, and she just spent most of the time complimenting them. And then she played a little flamenco guitar for everyone. This is exactly what I want to see from a Halloween episode. I don't like <laughs> not knowing what's going to happen, who's going to walk through the door and who's going to yeah. be flamenco dancing at the end of the segment. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my top toot. Okay. My top toot, if we, if we could talk about next, was Joy Behar mm. as... <laughs> the mom from Married with Children. Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. Because it also, like, I, watching Joy as Peg Bundy re- made me remember that I used to watch that show all the time when I was little. And, like, I loved that show. And seeing Joy as the motherly figure really touched me. <laughs> yeah. It was really, I didn't, it really touched me and it it filled a need I didn't know I had. <laughs> it was really quite special. And talk about people who had a full transformation and looked amazing in this episode. Yeah, okay. That, like, similar to Anna, the hair and makeup yeah. and styling, again, was, like, something that really suited her. And she looked, yes. like, in a costume, but also just, like, looked good. <laughs> It was yes. like, it was, you know, it was like girls dressing sexy for Halloween. <laughs> but like Joy's like, version. This was her sexy Peg Bundy costume. <laughs> I really loved it. And I liked that her intro was like literally just the TV, like the TV show intro. Tossing salad. Like they didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Tossing salad. <laughs> Total toot for me. Mm-hmm. Anytime Joy has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. I'm on board. <laughs> Anytime Joy Behar has a cigarette dangling out of her mouth while tossing a salad on ABC Networks owned by Disney <laughs> is a top two for me. Okay, When is that going to Disney Plus? Alongside <laughs> Barbarian. Next, we have Sunny as the queen from Bridgerton. Toot or boot? This is a complicated one for me, personally. But I know that for her, it was probably one of her favorites and most fulfilling. So it's like happy for her, but for me, it's a little bit of a boot. Yeah, I think like the look, it's a total two. Like she looked amazing in it, but I just don't watch that show. And I've tried to watch that show and I'm just not the audience for that show. So it's hard for me Mm -hmm. compared to past years where she was like from Black Panther and she was like the clown from It. The Um, clown from It like was like, okay. When the clown from It happened, I knew we would never get a sunny costume that topped that. Yeah. so... (laughs) You know, it's it. That is the reason why this for me was less exciting. Last year, she was dressed as the movie version of Beyonce of <laughs> Dina Jones from Dreamgirls. So, like that, yeah. I am the audience for that. Yes, but Bridgerton, I'm not. Yeah. 
but I'm still giving it a two because the look overall fantastic yeah. just not and the not look my overall show all was probably the most like extravagant out of all of them yeah and like i know that she loved it because it is her favorite show and also sherry shepherd ended up dressing as the ex- almost the exact same thing have you seen any of this on um, on the sherry yes. Sh- halloween special today was sherryton oh my god <laughs> The whole episode was Bridgerton themed, but they were like, wow, Bridgerton vampires. Okay. So she like came out and did like a ballroom dance and then um, bit her dancer on the neck. Wow. So yeah, Sherry and Sunny, great minds think alike. Yeah. And like, you know, that's what you can, that's what happens when you get your own show. You can actually do a mashup theme. <laughs> You know what? I kind of feel bad. Like I take back, I take back my boot because it is a two as a look. I'm just like, for me personally, not my favorite of Sunny's over the years. But you're holding her to a higher standard. Exactly. I know. Speaking of standards and <laughs> and practices and practices and <laughs> if you see something, say something. I saw something. And I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> now I need to say something. <laughs> Alyssa. Let's hear it. Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa's costume was Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City, the movie specifically. I have feeling I have confusing feelings about this look because I love Sex and the City. I am a Sex and the City movie apologist. I typically would have absolutely gone for this. I just can't get over the fact that I feel like as if someone put her up to this. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, all of the all of the hosts' choices, it felt like, yeah, that is actually like that's one of their favorite shows, and that's you know, they really wanted to go as that. But with her, mm-hmm. I don't maybe I just don't know enough about her still. But do I really think that she's like diehard Sex and the City fan? I don't know. Like I pegged her as like a bachelor girl, which I think is kind of like similar yeah. to, to like who would watch Sex and the City. Is it? I mean, in my experience, like obviously I know that like queer people watch it too, but that's like a whole different thing. Like they're watching it through a different lens. Yeah. Than, like the Elizabeth Griffins of the world. I can't imagine her watching a show that's so um, not Fox News. So like, well, because that's all she's given us, really. Yeah, so, yes. May, I'm 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 probably being too harsh on her. I will say, she really did go all commit fully, go all out with her intro part where she was like prancing through the streets of New York and then got water splashed at her. And I have to say, whoever threw the water mistakenly thought that they were doing the glee, a Glee intro <laughs> because they <laughs> threw that bucket of water at her like they were slushying <laughs> Gleeks. Yeah, that is the one thing that I have to give credit for because it felt like a hazing. <laughs> like, yes! We, like... You guys just literally threw a bucket of water on the new girl. <laughs> like, like that's not how that's not how it happens in the Sex and the City intro. 
It's supposed to be like a splash, right? It's a right? splash. It's like a rain puddle splash. It's not a targeted attack. Um, no, this was a dunk tank. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> So, you know what? Like, I did feel for her, and I really did feel like she committed to the part. I guess I was just having a hard time trying to accept that the, maybe the Alyssa that I thought I knew isn't the Alyssa who who really exists out there in the world. No, definitely not. I, that's the problem. The costume was actually really good. Like, they really did nail it. it I, like, there was no, there was no boot about it. <laughs> But was it, it was not my top two. It was my, it was probably my fifth alternate top two. I'll put it that way. <laughs> For me, I'm just going to say it. It's a boot. I didn't think it was, I don't resonate with that show and I don't resonate with that co-host. So... And I think for me, I would have really liked it if it was like Sex in the City and it was like an obscure, more funny like character or a more the girl specific, who fell out the window that actually would have been a top two or even like even if she was like miranda <laughs> from sex and the city like that would have been a two like but the fact that it was just like carrie at her carrie. most glamorous like no yeah and this costume i think this is what it is for me this costume is like you have no gay friends <laughs> because Every other costume is like you have an LGBTQ plus person in your friends or family and you're doing it gracefully. In this costume, if she did have an LGBTQ plus family or family member or friend in her inner circle and she was doing it gracefully, she would have there would have been a little twist on it. Yeah, it's true. There's no like humor in it. There's no fun in it. Yeah. So that's that, but like, what did you think of the skit? Because I have a lot of questions about the skit. Well, I, for me, I, okay, let me just preface this by saying I don't want to sound like I'm complaining this whole episode, but that is what people <laughs> don't pay us to do. So here I am. I feel like they really raised the standard for the skits in recent years by giving us Oscar were Oscar. <laughs> Oscar-worthy shorts. Live vocals. Live vocals. So this one was like, oh. <laughs> I, okay, I I liked it. I just didn't know if there was like a reference that I, like if, because in the past, when they did like Stephen King movies, like mm-hmm. every vignette was like a different movie. And so watching this, I just wasn't sure if like they were, just generally doing like a sitcom or uh-huh. if it was like a specific one that I was supposed to know and the reference was like lost on me. Yeah. Like, for example, when Sarah walked in covered in soup. Yeah. I was like, that has to be a reference to something. Like the soup has to be a specific reference. Like, why did Sarah come in covered in soup? I honestly don't know. And it's very possible that it is like a specific iconic moment from an old show but it's just as likely that it they were just like what's something goofy sarah is always walking around with that big pot of soup <laughs> and she's always so clumsy spilling soup yeah you know what maybe it was an inside joke maybe it was a little <laughs> office humor there were funny parts in the skit i didn't hate it and like i don't know if this is literally just like because 
I am not a person who grew up watching old sitcoms like this, but for me, it was like, it was giving very much WandaVision. <laughs> but I think that the, I think the reason why it was giving WandaVision is because that's also the premise of WandaVision. So, so I couldn't tell if like that was intentional or not. But yeah, you're right. It was funny. Was it being trapped uh, by a car that's <laughs> driving Singing away baby shark. with with yeah that's killing abby with the song with the sounds of baby shark no it wasn't really that but you know not everything can be all in all i had an amazing time watching it i thought like the guests that they had on like charo aubrey plaza was so entertaining oh like, my god that's exactly yes. who you want on a halloween show yeah the Aubrey Plaza segment was like so perfect. I have no negative things to say about it. It was exactly the type of nonsense that I want on Halloween. Yeah, and her like coming for joy about the ghost <laughs> sex thing, which we'll talk about later, but no notes. Like yeah. even the children's segment, I know they do it every single year. Yeah. But I really do kind of live for it. And I love the idea that the staff of this show are like <laughs> carting their kids out every year <laughs> and forcing them to um, staple money to their oh, yeah. bodies in, in an inflatable... Year, this was by far the most insane selection of costumes that they had ever done, <laughs> to the point that I was like, is this allowed? Like, does ABC News know that they're doing this? <laughs> Specifically with regards to the Oscars slap one... I was like, is this okay? Oh, like, my God. Like, um, I'm pretty sure literally standards and practices has something to say about this. The fact that the uh, wardrobe supervisor had to be like, now we don't condone violence. We don't condone violence. However, there is a bloody handprint on this child. <laughs> when he went up and slapped Chris Rock. Now we do not want to endorse violence of any kind. For entertainment purposes only. Why did it have to be blood red? Like, they would have got it with any other color. Instead, he looked like the Tin Man had just, like, <laughs> committed murder. <laughs> I was like, even in the... Even, I have to say, the YouTube comments for The View, they are one of the most forgiving places on the internet as far as, like people being overly sensitive go you will often find discussions of people being too sensitive in the in the youtube comments this was the exception people did not think that the oscar slap was appropriate um they also just generally were like it's why are they torturing these children like as if putting them like in a costume in a like costume they don't comprehend and putting them on tv was like physically painful to the child so i don't even want to know like what the fa what facebook and what the abc news 1-800 number hotline is like today because the email account that debbie matinopoulos used to answer <laughs> Exactly. I don't want to see Debbie's inbox today because people were not on board with this. I, however, was. Yeah, no, I, li I live for it. I don't know. I I used to feel neutral about it, but this year I was like, they better be carting out those kids. <laughs> <laughs> and like, to me, <laughs> the funniest part is like the wardrobe um head who like always runs this segment she always comes out in like 
a really like nonchalant costume. Like she'll come out in something really normal. Like this year she was like just a character Stranger from Stranger Things. Things. So she was just dressed up as like a a teenager from Stranger Things. Really normal costume. And then she like makes a six year old come out <laughs> <laughs> with dollar bills stapled to their arm. Are just going up and up and up. Wouldn't we all love some money? So we threw a bunch of money on this costume and we have inflation. <laughs> and like trying to inflate, supposed to be like a car dealership um, yeah, inflatable. Yeah, like a wacky inflatable thing. arm flailing tube man. If you got to explain it that much, yeah. then it's not working. No, and it also was limp. Like the costume was not inflated. <laughs> yeah, I got the feeling that they were trying to inflate it and it was like malfunctioning yeah. or something. They're like, get him off stage, bring out the slap, quick. <laughs> <laughs> but like all in all, another perfect episode of television. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, one thing about doing this podcast is just when you think that it's been a bit of a slow month, mm-hmm. all of a sudden something happens <laughs> that you will never expect. Yeah. And this month... Almost one year after the event where Kamala Harris came to The View and Anna Navarro and Sunny Hostin got escorted off set. (laughs) Here Uh we are just over a year later and something else happens that I don't think we've ever seen happen, which is a protest erupts (laughs) during an interview with none other than Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. I never thought that... The headlines around the Ted Cruz interview would actually have nothing to do with Ted Cruz. So about two minutes into the interview, Sarah Haynes is asking Ted Cruz a question about inflation, where all of a sudden you just hear in the audience people shouting, well, we now know that they were saying, cover climate now. Yes, If you look at inflation, the the Nobel laureate economist Milton Friedman explained that in the United States, inflation has one cause and one cause only. Cover women now! Cover women now! Inflation in the United States has one cause and one cause only. And that is when the federal government spends too much money. Okay. We have seen trillions and trillions of dollars spent by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just last year, last year, the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues, most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion, and that's what's We do cover climate here, guys. Me. We do cover excuse climate. Excuse me, ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. We hear what you have to say, but you got to go. And... It's interesting because he's, like, answering this question about inflation, but he only, like, skips a beat for a second and continues talking as this shouting is just, like, continuously going while he's answering. And it's so weird. It goes on for, like... It goes on for a really long time. Like, much longer than you would think. Yes. To the point that I'm like, what was happening in the audience? Like, was security on break? It was it was strange and and also like the camera stayed on Cruz yeah. and it never cut to any of the other women so we couldn't see the audience but we also couldn't see 
how anyone reacting yeah. to what was going on. So watching this live at home that morning, I was like, scared. <laughs> I thought something yeah. like really bad was going to happen. Yeah. And then surprisingly, like after he this this doesn't let up and he's still talking and they're still chanting, Alyssa is the first one to speak up. Yes. It's so fascinating to me like out of everyone there, like she was the one that felt like I can speak up right now. Everyone else had this. seen something and was still thinking about it and she was like I'm going to say something. This is her White House training yes. where she's, she's been in these situations before. Exactly. Really interesting, like, just while you were telling this, I was thinking, really interesting that for the Halloween episode, they decided to turn the inflation thing into a Halloween costume, but they didn't decide to turn this moment into a Halloween costume. And if they had really wanted to be unhinged with it, they would have. They would have paraded two children out. Climate protesters. (laughs) Climate protesters who are chanting, cover climate now. Yeah. I guess like they were protest, they were saying cover climate now, Mm -hmm. which initially seemed like they were only protesting the view, like the view needs to cover climate change. Yeah. Which is why Alyssa responded like that and then also was like clapping. Yeah. And and that, and then Sunny also was, also responded to them and was like, they're protesting us not covering climate, but we do cover climate. But mm-hmm. then as the interview continued on at the very end, the protesters started up again and they said, and it was bleeped, but they said, fuck you, Ted Cruz, you climate denying piece of shit. It was a different protesters. There were protesters planted throughout the audience. <laughs> But in a tick in two TikToks that were released, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know for certain if they were like from if this organization that released the TikToks, if they are like directly affiliated with yeah. the protesters or if it was just like in solidarity. But they released two behind the scenes TikToks where it like it becomes more clear what was going on since like the actual TV show mm-hmm. wasn't showing us. This whole, like, the whole concept of them having multiple people planted in the audience, like, you know, I imagine there was, like, 10 people who all got tickets to go in the audience that day, and it was premeditated that they would all, at different moments, do this protest thing. And that got me thinking, like, oh my god, what if, like, 10 people got together and did this on a different day and just started chanting out, Carly Rae Jepsen released the disco album and then you know they get pulled out and they think it's over and then oh two more people get up and say you know uh, release the disco album Carly and then (laughs) then Regina has to take those people out and then you but then there's still you know four more so that got me thinking like this is a really powerful underused tool that gay people (laughs) could really just get together and put our minds together and do something right like it's so it's like fresh on the heels of the soup protest yeah at the the um what was the painting that they did it to i don't even remember it was it, but, van gogh different um, van gogh paintings wasn't oh, it yeah 
Yeah. It's like hot off the heels of that, that this happened. But Mm -hmm. this is like, I actually have to, I didn't like it because I was scared because I thought something violent was about to happen because I didn't know that they were just like peaceful climate protesters. Uh And I also didn't know that they were like, it seemed like they're protesting the view, but they actually, and they kind of were, they're protesting like ABC giving Ted Cruz a platform over- like climate change but it i thought they weren't like directly protesting you know like sarah sunny yeah Whoopi joy like so i was scared so at first i was like i just don't feel safe i don't like it yeah. but i actually do think that this is like a much more effective way of protesting than like the soup or other ways to get your message out because it is a live show like why yeah. aren't there more instances of this i know i was it, that occurred to me too i was like wait a second like we went to the view clearly they just let anyone in <laughs> they need to start vetting people <laughs> like <laughs> like check if they have a flag yes in backpack. yeah like if someone brings in a huge oversized poster or a flag in their backpack maybe ask what's on it and if it is if it's a clear protest sign maybe ask them to leave it behind while they're walking through the cafeteria on the way into the studio <laughs> They're like, no, I was planning on making my own cardboard cutout of (laughs) Alyssa Farrah Griffin, (laughs) Jessica Parker. I didn't know if you guys would have one, so I brought it just in case. (laughs) But the have you seen the TikToks? Because like this is like what the show like what the show was not showing was like the look on Sarah's face. Like, oh my god, yeah, this is like what I needed to see as an audience member at home to feel safe, like to know. Yes, I needed to Um, know where they all were and what was happening and how they felt because it felt like anything could be happening to them, and the camera was only showing us Ted. For all I knew, Sunny could have been dragged off the set until I heard her voice say that they cover climate change. I was fully expecting the camera to cut away and for Sarah Haynes to be head to toe in tomato soup. H to T. Literally, like, little Amal, like, has her, like, King Kong in her arms, like, dragging her off. We're like, oh, no, she's back for revenge. Put her down, please. You know what? I feel like maybe they should have little Amal standing by now for every day (laughs) in case something happens. Because who better to immediately shut down and escort people out than a a 20-foot tall little Amal? Like, those doors open and it's like the Terminator comes in. (laughs) And if it's not going to be Joy Behar dressed as the Terminator, then it has to be Little Amal. <laughs> Please. That's the new security at The View. What I thought was so crazy about this, this is my my gripe. The next day on the show, not a peep about it. Uh-huh. Like, we went through the whole rest of the episode not really acknowledging it. Yeah. And then the whole next day... They didn't talk about it in Hot Topics, and then, like, the only mention of it was a little, like, wisecrack that Joy made later on in the show. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was so bizarre, because I'm watching at home. I need you guys to, like, talk me through what just happened the next day. Like, what were you guys thinking? And then also, like, discuss, like, 
the merits of their protest, maybe like talk about like, it just was so strange to me that they didn't address it. I saw the TikToks and I am like very logged on, but a lot of their audience might not be. Yeah. And And it also was like big news. Like it was a headline that that happened on The View and then they just didn't talk about it. Can you imagine Barbara Walters not addressing it? (laughs) Like, she addressed everything. Like, Barbara released a statement every time Rosie O'Donnell, like, rolled her eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking about how that all would have went down if Rosie had been there when that happened. And I feel like she would have been the very first person to say something. She would have picked up Sarah Haynes, put her on her back, and carried her out to safety. (laughs) I know that that's what would have happened. And that is why me and Rosie and little Amal have so much in common. Because we all three would have done that. Anyways, the past month was also birthday season on The View, or wrapping up birthday season. Mm -hmm. I guess we still have Whoopi, still have Scorpio season. But our last episode was Sarah, and then we had Joy turning 80 years old, and Sunny also had a birthday. Is this your first time realizing that Joy is 80? Yeah, and like, and I think this is just like, you know, ageism and the way that society portrays people once they are a bit older. But when I think of an 80-year-old, I don't think of someone who's like so hot on the money and hot (laughs) and just like with it as Joy Behar. I just... I'm shocked at that. I completely agree. Like, I think Joy is still, like, so, like you said, on the money and still, like, in touch with current events that she's, she seems much younger than she is. Like, maybe she doesn't follow pop culture in a way that she did years ago, maybe. But in general, like, she's still very much in touch with what what is going on it's, it's not like she's gone off to live in in italy in the sunset of her life and just just like drinking wine you know relaxing like uh-huh. she's still like working and i think that's probably like she's working and she's also doing a job that she general she must genuinely love or she wouldn't still be doing it and i think that's why she probably you know still seems so young yeah i like really badly wanted to see like what other celebrities are 80 just so i could like kind of compare and see where where, how everyone's doing (laughs) and i guess like 80 year olds now are just not the same as 80 year olds before you know yeah 80 is 80 is the new 50 like jane fonda is 84 and barbara streisand is 80 like what the hell (laughs) Anyways, Sunny also had a birthday where she had on the Isley Brothers, Mm -hmm. and, like, that was a nice day, too. I just need to mention that, did you see that at the end of the episode where Sunny is, like, I don't think they got her a cake, but they got her, like, they got her, like, some sort of birthday, I forget now. They got her a meal from her favorite, like, restaurant. And as she's, like, thanking the restaurant, Uh whoop. Whoopi interrupts. Yes. Yes. And hands her this like rainbow colored bag. Yeah. And she's like, This is my gift to you, but you can't open it now. 
It'll make you happy later. Well, you don't have everything, because this this was made homemade for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll give it to you later. It's for the holidays. Yes, it's to make you happy. Yeah, but you can't have it now. And then it's like, oh, like what? She's like, I'll give it to you after the show. It's like, but you're standing here on live but TV. We're on live TV. You just interrupted while she's like thanking the restaurant. The Isley brothers are standing behind you, and you felt like you needed to do this now. I just like love the idea of Whoopi being like so excited to give Sunny what I'm gonna presume was weed. <laughs> And then, like, mid-sentence, realizing that she can't actually give this to her. Yeah. Like, this is a personal... This was a personal gift, like, from Whoopi Goldberg to Sonny Hostin. Like, there was no ABC affiliate involved. (laughs) This was not a sponsor. No. And, like, talk about things being different with Barbara gone. Like, can you imagine Whoopi being allowed to hand Sherry a bag of weed? (laughs) Barbara just being like, okay. It was also like, there were so many people on stage at that moment. It was like, like at the end of an SNL episode when there's like a 5 million people on stage and they're like doing the thank yous and signing off. It was like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, Whoopi interrupts to be like, here's the present from me. Actually, I'll give it to you after the show. <laughs> cameras are still rolling (laughs) (laughs) i lived for it i loved it and i was thinking i was i was thinking okay it's weed or it's like a a sex toy of some sort and the everything about it either way was perfect Whoopi has been giving lately because she's been promoting her new movie, Till. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen her making the rounds. Mm-hmm. So she's been on a lot of different shows. But she recently, on The View, while um, talking about her new movie, she took issue with an entertainment reporter who wrote a review of Till. Mm-hmm. The review was in The Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. The reviewer, have you seen, have you heard about this? Yes. So the review wasn't like that crazy about the movie overall, but it praised the Oscar-worthy performances from the actors. But the writer also took it upon themselves to make this assumption that Whoopi was wearing a fat suit for the role, which she was not. It was her real body. And so Whoopi, while talking about the movie on The View, like took the time to call this reporter out. Not only did the reporter say Whoopi's wearing a fat suit, which was incorrect, the writer was criticizing it and saying that she was distracted by Whoopi's fat suit. Like, and then Whoopi had to be like, what fat suit? That's literally just me. Like, you moron. Uh, And she was distracted by my fat suit. In her review... Uh, now, and I'm just going to say this. I don't really care how you felt about the movie, but you should know that was not a fat suit. That was me. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> like, I actually can't. That would, I don't even know how you would even, like, address that. 
But like, no wonder actors are so fucked up. Yeah. And so the article had to get updated. They just deleted that part and they wrote, this story has been updated to reflect that Whoopi Goldberg says she was not wearing oh a fat God. suit. The, it should have said this story has been updated to reflect that this writer is a fucking idiot. Yeah. And what makes it worse is like it was filmed during that time period where Whoopi had just been hospitalized. Yeah. So she was on steroids for sciatica pain. So it's amazing that she like filmed a movie like shortly after that yeah. in the first place. I know. The whole thing was just mess. Like, I just don't know how you, how you would write that and then ever come back from that. Like, thoughts and prayers, because good luck to you, person who wrote that. <laughs> I also want to talk about, and this is like kind of old news, but we must talk about it. Were you following the news that came out of Garcelle Bouvet's book about her audition at The View? Yes. So... Garcelle wrote about this experience in her book that came out in May, but a month or so ago, she did an interview with something called TV One's Uncensored. Mm -hmm. So she auditioned for the show during the 2015 like revival era where everyone was fired except for Whoopi, yeah. and then Rosie O'Donnell came back and left. And so she was auditioning in the wake of Rosie O'Donnell leaving again, mm -hmm. which really was like. One of the most chaotic times in the show's history, Whoopi and Rosie like were openly hating each other on camera, and the show was down to like only three hosts. Yeah. And so I guess she had a really bad experience there. She said that she didn't feel like welcomed. <laughs> and she said that she was shocked and appalled to see how testy Whoopi was with the show's producers. And she said that she was embarrassed and disappointed. Yeah. And okay. And Garcelle also said, more she said that when she was on during one episode she was telling like a story about herself because she knew that as like a guest who's like trying to get a permanent seat you have to like be willing to open up about yourself and your life so she was like deliberately doing that and then rosie perez kicked her under the table it wasn't a kick where like oh she's crossing her legs <laughs> it was a kick where it was intentional. And then the next day, Rosie Perez went to her dressing room and like they had a confrontation about it. Yeah, Rosie, I guess, was like, yeah, we have a system here. Like, I wanted you to stop talking. And so I was kicking you. Like, mm. that's what we do. <laughs> Garcelle was like, what kind of a system is that where y'all yeah. are like kicking each other? <laughs> How is that the system? Kicking under the table. Yeah. And that was when she was like, this is not the show for me. Well, she also told a story about like, she tried to like talk to Nicole Wallace off camera to like get to know her. And yeah. she was like, oh, so like, you have kids? And Nicole was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just a super, super welcoming environment for her. I know this is, like, really shitty that this happened to her, but just hearing her say it, it's like, none of this is shocking to me, and it just, like, I remember this era so well, <laughs> and it was, like, it just, it all makes perfect sense, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it, that's the thing, is, like, I shouldn't be shocked. And then the thing that I found, like, actually really sad about all of this was, like, that 
Obviously, she was like, okay, the view is not the fit for me and went on with her life. And then she booked this thing on the reel and it was like, great, a, like a place where she isn't getting kicked under the table. And then the reel got canceled and it's like, okay, back to square one. Yeah, but I promise she's fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that's, oh, okay. One last view update since we last talked happened on Saturday. The View was parodied on SNL for the first time since the McCain era. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought it would never happen again. Yeah. Especially because, like, Leslie Jones left and she was playing Whoopi, but... I I thought it would never happen again, and I feel like maybe it shouldn't have. (laughs) It was interesting because, like, I thought maybe it was going to be, like, a send-up of the Ted Cruz thing. Yeah. But it actually was not... The premise of the of the sketch was that Jack Harlow was hitting on Whoopi. Yeah, it was just like a fully made up thing. It wasn't based on anything that happened in real life. They were just like, let's drop Jack Harlow into this scenario. But I mean, however, however it went aside, it was the first time that Sarah and Sunny were parodied on SNL. Sunny was like weirdly left out when they did it in the past and Sarah wasn't on the show during that time. So it was like nice for them to like, I mean, I guess be be included, (laughs) but they did call them the B team. Yeah. And you know who was not represented? Alyssa Farragher and Jessica Parker. Sad. Maybe, you know what though? It's probably because they couldn't find a yellow lav mic to match the yellow dress perfectly. <laughs> Speaking of the lav mic, I just need to point out that since our last episode, there have been other times where Alyssa has been wearing yellow and <laughs> she is, bought it and is wearing a perfectly matched microphone. And there was even there's one episode where She's wearing, and I swear it's a different shade of yellow from the original one. It's not such a neon yellow. So she's wearing like a yellow top and the mic is perfectly matched. And like Whoopi's wearing black. I think Sunny was wearing like white. Uh, Joy's wearing blue and Sarah's wearing red. And you would think (laughs) that all of those colors would be equally as easy or even easier to color match. Yeah, like of all the colors. (laughs) But- Lo and behold, (laughs) Whoopi had a white mic. Joy had a black mic. Sarah had a black mic. Sunny had a black mic. Like, none of them were matched to their respective colors, except for Alyssa. And I do feel like this conspiracy needs to be looked into further. And if I have to be the one to lead the charge, I will. This is what I think. You know how when Sherry Shepard joined The View... She didn't have any money for clothes and, and was like moving to New York. And Whoopi bought her a whole new wardrobe as like a welcome gift. Yes. Well, I think that Alyssa's welcome gift from Whoopi <laughs> was her own yellow lav mic. Oh my God. And she said, This, yeah, you'll always have something to match when you're wearing yellow. She said, Alyssa. You and the view is a perfect match and gave her that. Those are all the view updates I have. Really good stuff. (laughs) 
Okay, well, let's move on to talk about some hot topics. What hot topics are you doing? The past month on The View, the conversation has been consumed by Jan 6 and, like, Trump being subpoenaed and Alyssa's personal experience with that. Mm -hmm. And they've also been talking a lot about Christ and DeSantis, the Florida men. Right. They've been talking about them a lot. They've been talking about Herschel Walker. They've been talking about Dr. Oz a lot. And that's been kind of like the bulk of the conversation. This is what I want to talk about with you, Marie. Yes. Today. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me. So this is one I found interesting. It happened a little while ago. They were talking about Trump and how he recently like attacked Mitch McConnell, I think on probably True Social, saying that he has a death wish for supporting Democratic-backed bills. Right. And then on top of that, he's been making racist comments about Mitch McConnell's wife. Mm -hmm. And so they played this clip of Rick Scott saying that, like, Who prominent... Is, Rick Scott is, like, a, a senator or a, a governor? Yeah, he's, he's a senator. Okay. And they were, like, prominent Republicans are, like, still having a really hard time calling Trump out for being racist. And they play this clip of Rick Scott being, like... Well, you know, Trump loves giving people nicknames. Mm -hmm. Like on, and, it was an interview of him on CNN, right? Yeah. And the CNN host is like, um, but these comments are racist, mm -hmm. don't you think? And he's like, well, I sure hope no one is ever yeah. racist. I hope no one was ever racist. He doesn't speak like that. That's just, this is my, <laughs> this is my artist's interpretation of him. Yeah. Well, I, I always hope that no one would be racist. And so they're discussing this and like this clip and Sunny kind of goes off to say that like the fact of the matter is Trump is a racist yeah. and he's been a racist for a long time mm -hmm. and this is like absolutely nothing new and Anna kind of elaborates on what Sunny said saying that Trump was a racist before he was president during being president and he's going to be racist till the day he dies. And all of those people who enabled it, all of those people who defended it because they wanted to be near power, they own this too because they voted, they supported, they worked for, they enabled, they fortified, they emboldened a racist. The gag of that in the new era of The View is that Alyssa... One, yeah, one of those people of which she's referring to... Is sitting two seats down from her <laughs> and she's not even making eye contact with mm -hmm. her as she says this. So the topic takes a turn because it's now all about Alyssa kind of clearing her name in this. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all because that's this is now. And that's, let's not forget that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. So her response to this topic and to Anna saying this, like, it just kind of made me laugh because she's like, look, I'm guilty of hoping to see the best in him. And, you know, I want people to know that he wasn't as bad as what we saw. He was worse. Like, this is her moment being like, he's not your Cinderella. <laughs> he's your bad Cinderella. Hmm. It's just fascinating because, like, Alyssa didn't even, like, join the trump administration at the beginning mm -hmm. she joined it at the end so you joined at the very end and we're like i think i can change it 
Like, that's crazy. Like, no, you joined. I can change him. You joined fully aware of all the racist and like ableist, misogynistic, rapey things that he said and did. And you still joined. And now you're like criticizing Rick Scott for not condemning racism more. Yeah. Her being like he was even worse in person is like not really like the... I don't know. It's like not really the winning statement that I think that she thinks it is. She like also goes on to say that like there's been a rise in violence toward elected officials. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, we need to take the temperature down. Maybe if you supported him, it's okay because it's never too late to come around. (laughs) We should not have a racist in office and we need to just take the temperature down and recognize, listen, maybe, you know, if you supported him, it's okay. It's never too late to come around. Like, are you, (laughs) are you referring to yourself, Melissa? (laughs) Sonny's response to this is to be like, um, Bless your heart, but (laughs) no heart emoji. Yeah. But I do question you in the sense that when he came down that gold escalator and said that Mexicans were rapists and criminals, did that ever give you pause? And when you also, because you're a a very smart woman, when you looked at uh, his history of the lawsuit, you know, uh, the 1970s lawsuit and the things that he did in the 80s, did it give you pause And you, as a woman who considers herself a brown woman? My God, I'm working for a racist. The gag of this also is that she, Alyssa says that she didn't even vote for Trump in mm-hmm. 2016. So she, I don't know, like that also I don't think is like necessarily helping her story of saying that she was like hypnotized by him and then came around. Yeah. It's sounding like you knew how bad he was. And you did it anyway. Yeah, it's sounding like you knew exactly what you were getting yourself into, but you so badly wanted to see your name in lights. In lights. I just wish that she could just be what I think is honest and just say that she wanted to further her career. Say that she got a little taste of power and wanted to be close to that, but then flew too close to the sun when shit got real. Yeah. Like, just... You know and what? Then, and then say, I regret it. Yeah. You know what Alyssa should have been for Halloween? Fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> she just come out. She just comes out and is like, today I'm not gonna wear a costume. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Today I'm gonna first- I'm gonna be fucking for real for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually taking the mask off today for the first time. But that's what just drives me crazy because I think I could, I mean, I'm never going to get completely on board with her, but like we could take a step in that direction if she was like Stephanie and just said (laughs) like, just said like, I like just admit that you did, you were bad. You were being bad. You were being naughty. You were being bad. You're being selfish. Like just say you had, maybe you had not, not the greatest intentions, but you regret it and you're sorry. Yeah, just and come out and like, say, you know what? I have a gay son and I got caught up in the razzle-dazzle of it all. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, <laughs> that's what, it's just like, why can't she just, why does it have to be like, I, I was a good person all along. I was along a martyr, and, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to like fix it from the within uh-huh. and I'm just, I'm still wrestling with whether that was the right thing to do or not. Like, no, no. just say like, I did a bad, I was bad. Yeah. I was bad. Yeah. 
Okay, I feel like I just ranted for like five <laughs> minutes or more straight. And yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I knew. I know that. Like, I'm trying to be like less nasty towards Alyssa. So yeah, sorry for the rant. But like, I actually am handing her. <laughs> if she wants to be my friend, yeah, I'm handing her the tools that she needs to do that. If yes. she wants to be my friend. Yeah, I feel like I'm not just criticizing for the sake of criticizing. I think like I think we're we're be- we're besties now. <laughs> and now when I criticize her, it's like when you're when you criticize a very good friend. Anyways, um another topic that <laughs> you're like, "Okay, grandma." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that one is tapped out, is it not? Yeah. They also did this topic about um, Obama. He went on the podcast Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. Is he? I mean, I know why he went on that podcast because his like former speechwriter is ho- a host of it. But is he the first president to like just be like on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think so. I don't know what other president would be on a podcast. Like, I don't really envision, like, Jimmy Carter going on What's the Tea. Yeah, especially because that podcast has not existed in, like, (laughs) five years. (laughs) Anyways, they're talking about Obama going on this podcast. And while he was there, he was was warning that Democrats being too Trump-focused and obsessed is actually to their detriment. Mm -hmm. And... He was saying, like, stop pointing out poorly behaved Republicans and instead, like, think about how people probably don't want to hear that and are more concerned at home with childcare and, like, how they're going to pay their rent and gas and stuff like that. Yeah. And so Whoopi said, do people need to ignore Trump and focus on other things or is it possible that voters can focus on everything? Uh Uh-huh. I think Anna, like, made a good point that she's been making a lot, which is that, like, she rejects the idea that Trump isn't currently on the ballot because Mm -hmm. so many of the people that he has endorsed and that supported him are like Dr. Oz. Yeah. And Dr. Oz is, like, a direct result of Trump and Oprah, but mostly Trump. Yeah. And I do think that it's a, it, I do think that it is a legitimate concern that by having all those people on the ballots that Trump is endorsing that he's also just lining himself himself up to be on the ballot again. Like I think that's a serious concern that a lot of people have and I think that's valid. So I get that. I don't think that that's really an obsession with him, but okay. Yeah, but I do think it is kind of funny for like on the view, a show that was so obsessed with Trump uh-huh. that they hired someone from his staff yeah. <laughs> to sit there every day is like even having the conversation of like, are we talking about Trump too much? Because like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually <laughs> might be. a really good point. I hadn't actually considered the fact that like they were so obsessed with hiring someone from the Trump administration to fill that seat. So like, yeah, maybe <laughs> some people do need to pull back a bit. Literally um, auditioning multiple people from his staff (laughs) because 
and then ultimately hiring one. Like, yeah. it's like, uh, maybe this show needs a little rehab from <laughs> Trump, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't still be keeping an eye on him and talking about him. Yeah. Sonny points out in this conversation that what Obama is saying is actually like really similar to points that Alyssa is often making, which is that like people are not as focused on like republicans behaving badly Mm -hmm. and they're more focused on like not being able to pay their bills and that's also like just quickly that's also a talking point that megan used to always make yeah like there's people don't have time to care about trans rights yeah and like and i mean her her points were often like you guys are so focused on Trump and as a representative of all that's evil, but a lot of people don't even, they're not voting based on that. They're voting about who's going to make it affordable for them to put food on the table. And like, you know, those were her her points. But this is like what really stuck out to me is because Alyssa, okay, she's talked before, like making reference to like how growing up sometimes if they didn't have enough money or if grocery prices were too high, then they wouldn't be able to heat their house as much as they wanted or they wouldn't be able to cool their house as much as they wanted in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then this time she like says the same thing, but she's like, I grew up in a household where if the grocery and gas prices went up, we weren't having poultry at dinner. So I grew up in a family where if grocery prices went up the way they did gas prices, then we're not having poultry. We're not having protein at dinner. We- <laughs> okay maybe it's just me but like you weren't having poultry at dinner you can say chicken like we're we're in a safe space like like like, was she worried that it would offend sunny as an owner of chickens maybe so like it's totally fine to speak the way like do you say poultry when you're at home talking with your friends like it's totally fine to just say chicken if you need to yeah have you guys tried the new popeye's poultry burger no one's doing it like her (laughs) (laughs) this is the type of stuff that like the talent coach needs to go over (laughs) with her this is like definitely coming this is like the strategic communications background mm-hmm. jumping out like this yeah. is her like being so used to choosing her words so carefully that yeah. she can't even say chicken <laughs> she's too chicken to say chicken. oh my god okay anyways moving on this topic made big waves in the media on the topic of halloween approaching They were discussing how a woman was reportedly saying that she lives in a house that is haunted by ghosts. Yes. And the ghosts in this house are being very clear about their intentions. Yes. Because the house used to be a bordello, which I've never heard anyone use that word before. But it's like a brothel. I've heard Alyssa (laughs) use that word. (laughs) The technical term. Yeah. And so she said that the ghosts that are are haunting it are sexual because of this. And this is where it gets good. She says that they caught audio of the ghost talking dirty. But instead of playing the audio that they like recorded of the ghost talking dirty, they make the editorial decision to just have her reenact it. Yeah. So this woman is just like, oh, baby, oh, baby. (laughs) In the most monotone voice. Audio recordings have caught the ghosts 
talking dirty. Oh, baby, oh, baby, yeah. Yeah, I like it like that. Like, you're telling me we have audio footage of ghosts, and not only are they talking, they're talking dirty. And you're saying that we can't play it? We can't release that footage? (laughs) So I guess the question was like, do you believe that you can have sex with a ghost? Uh-huh. Do you believe you- that there's such thing as horny hauntings? <laughs> I thought that Joy's reaction to this, her initial reaction was on the money. <laughs> because she She's- said, well, clearly this woman is having some sort of sexual delusion. <laughs> she said she's having a sexual hallucination. <laughs> She's having a sexual hallucination, <laughs> which, oh, yeah, we all have that. We read romance books. We read Summer on the Bluffs. <laughs> same, Sunny. Or same, same joy. Do you believe that, that people can have sex with ghosts, Marie? Or is it a sexual hallucination? I mean, you- here's the thing. That's two different questions. Because do I think that there's ghosts going oh baby oh baby to this woman in her house i don't i don't know i don't i don't think so <laughs> but that being said i do think that ghosts are like i i do believe that people experience ghosts in their houses and if a ghost can like you know uh like open doors and turn lights on and off and like like sit on a bed and like you know do weird things like that then I guess it's not unheard of to say that they could do other things. At this point, there are enough people that have claimed to have had sex with ghosts. Yeah. And enough and enough famous people that have said that they've had <laughs> sex with a ghost. Like Kesha has a story about having sex with a ghost. Uh-huh. That it's like, well Yeah. If Kesha and Joy Behar are both telling me that they've had sex with a ghost, I have to believe them. Sarah was actually being really funny in this, and she kept saying that it's the safest possible sex that you can have. <laughs> who would have thought that? Who would have thought that this topic was gonna blow up and make headlines mm-hmm. after Joy made an offhand comment that she has had sex with some ghosts? Yeah, not even saying it to the crowd, saying it just for herself and yeah. maybe for Sarah. <laughs> Under her breath, yeah. I need the positive reinforcement in my life of somebody being like, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, outside the shower. Even if it's a ghost, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. It wouldn't I've be a terrible thing. I've had sex with a ghost. I'm just going to let that ride. I don't know how many of you heard what Joy just said, but I'm going to let it ride. It's the safest sex you're going to have. Next thing we know... People magazine, Joy Behar spooks the View panel by revealing she's had sex with a few ghosts. The View host, Joy Behar, makes shocking claim about being intimate with ghosts. Page six, Joy's, Joy Behar's shocking revelation. I've had sex with a few ghosts. Everyone had some fun with it. Maybe some people legitimately thought it was a, a, a serious concern. But I felt like everyone was having fun, including Aubrey Plaza. She went on Colbert. Colbert. <laughs> Colbert. And maybe you can, maybe you know more. Maybe you can explain to me, like, why was she just on Colbert and decided to talk about Joy, Joy Behar? Was it just no reason? Oh, like, 
actually no reason okay. because they were playing a game where <laughs> he was like naming her co-stars okay. and being like and she was saying making up like a a secret about them but they were she was just like improving mm-hmm. and then for no reason he's like what about joy behar i know you've never worked with her but i hear you have something to say mm-hmm. and she was just like do i ever joy <laughs> behar oh, i got something to say about joy behar hit it joy behar has sex with ghosts and not only does she have sex with ghosts with ghosts specters she's proud of it and then she was on The View today and continued that drama by confronting Joy about having sex with the ghost because she, that was being her ghost. A witch. That being her witch. Being a witch, that was her ghost. I have a score to settle with you. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what you did. What did I do? You had sex with my ghost. Oh! <laughs> and that was my ghost! <laughs> this is my humor because... She was doing a bit that no one else understood what was happening. <laughs> and she didn't stop. Anyways. Shall we move on? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so they did a topic. Their new okay, the new sex robots is talking about sending nudes. <laughs> I thought it's funny that you say that because I thought the new sex robots was sex ghosts. <laughs> I don't think they're going to talk about sex ghosts again for a while. But let me just remind uh, you that the first time they talked about sex robots, we thought that was the only time too. And you know they never talk about sex robots now. No, they've moved on to paranormal sex and nudes. Okay, well they were talking about sending nudes and. If you break up with someone and they still have your nudes, mm-hmm. are you obliged to delete their nudes? Right. And it seemed like no one on this panel, with the exception of Sarah, it seemed like really had any experience with this mm-hmm. that they were like willing to talk openly about. Yeah. So it's very interesting to hear this panel discuss this topic. Well, and I feel like We've skirted around the topic of nudes before on The View, and everyone has always been like, why would you do that? You know, once you put, once you take that photo and put it out there, it's out there forever. And I feel like Sunny and Anna have both said something similar about like, you know, if you wouldn't want it hung in a museum, don't take the picture. So like, we've, we've talked about nudes before, but this was the first time that Sarah was like, oh, by the way, guys. I've said Sarah was nudes. withholding. Sarah was withholding. And I feel like it's like now she's been on the show for long enough that she's like, okay, I'll let you have like a little, a little something more. I actually, in general, this past month think it was kind of like a really strong month for her. Like even in the political topics, mm-hmm. I found that often Sarah was a stronger counterpoint to Sunny than Alyssa was. Yeah. Okay, but do you also feel like it maybe it's a weird coincidence that she kisses little Amal's hand and suddenly <laughs> she's this like incredible Power. powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so Sarah says that she has an ex that she sent nudes to when mm-hmm. she was 25, mm-hmm. but she trusts him still 
and trust that he's not going to send the nudes. <laughs> but she also said that she thinks he still has the pictures. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, she trusts that he's never going to, like, dox her with yeah. them. She was like, I just know like, that he he's not. He didn't delete them, but he's also not going to share them with anyone else. <laughs> and she feels perfectly fine about yeah. that. But I love that she's also, like, laughing as she says it. Yeah. Um. Anyways. And, and that she wears a little hat. <laughs> Yeah, because it was unclear if it was just, like, suggestive photos or, like, actual nudes. So then someone asks, like, well, were you actually wearing nothing? And she said, I was wearing a hat. No, he still has a mic. Can I just put my face on your body? <laughs> well, so, we so, can pretend they're mine? I'm not proud. I was explicit, not feeling... Explicit photos? Well, like, couples. Sexual. Like, not boudoir. Yeah. I, I think I'd feel worse in lingerie. Like, I don't even know how you get that <laughs> right? stuff on. But, so um, what, you were completely nude? Nude? I had a hat on. <laughs> But no, yeah. no elaboration on what kind of hat. That's the thing. Like, what type of hat would you be wearing in this scenario where you're like taking nudes of yourself? Like, it could a, literally be anything. It could it, mean is it anything. Like, were you wearing a ball cap because your hat was messy or toque or like? Were did you have the a Halloween yeah. <laughs> costume? Uh, yeah, was laying it nearby? Was it one of those tiny miniature hats that people wear with Halloween <laughs> costumes? Almost like a almost like a hair clip. Was were it you, an oversized? Were you at the beach? Yeah, was it an oversized beach hat? Was it like a cowboy hat? Was it a a leprechaun's hat because it was St. <laughs> Patrick's Day? There the. Options are literally endless, and I like that she gave us just enough info and then was like, no, you don't get to know what kind of hat it was. You got to wait five more years. Your turn, ladies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you think that people are obliged to delete the nudes? Yeah, I think so. I think that's weird to keep someone's nudes who you are no longer involved with. The thing about me is that I never have a cell phone for, like, longer than a year. So you start brand new by default. <laughs> like, I would never have photos from far enough back, yeah. like, available to me anyway. Because mm-hmm. my phone always will, like, fall in the toilet or something. <laughs> like, the so grid goes down for me so anyone who sent a nude to you can rest assured that... <laughs> it hasn't already been deleted in about 12 months time it will be (laughs) even like my like i was using google photos to back up my phone Mm -hmm. for the longest time but even that is like full now so i had to like delete (laughs) like every like i just don't how do people have like that kind of storage i don't yeah i mean well one thing about you is you're constantly struggling with um phone and computer storage so really anyone who sends you anything like please don't or important document yeah exactly please don't because in order to receive the photo you have to delete multiple apps yeah (laughs) exactly um yeah i absolutely do think that if you're no longer involved in the person you should not have their nudes anymore i also just think it's strange like why would you want to go back and look at the photos if you're no longer with them or talking to them or anything you know so i think it's bizarre it's just like a common courtesy thing Alyssa brought up a good point about like people doing revenge porn yeah 
And it's like, yeah, what if, <laughs> what if someone like decided that they hate me like yeah. so much and they like dox me or something, or yeah. I like win the lottery and they dox me, or I like become <laughs> famous and they dox me. Yeah. Like, I definitely like think more critically about like sending stuff like that now. Yeah. Um, as an elder than I yes. ever did. As I a- mean. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't trust the cloud. I don't use the cloud. So, like, it stresses me out to think about that kind of stuff. Because, like, if someone can break into Jennifer Lawrence's phone, they sure as hell could break into mine. And it's not like I'm awake at night being like, oh, my God, like, I hope no one has anything on me. It's more so just, like, if I had pictures of of someone, why would I want to keep them? You know, if you have a picture of me, if I- <laughs> full frontal nude, wearing only a tiny top hat, please delete. Noted. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else you'd like to say, Elizabeth? Because this is just getting good. I can't. I actually, I. I can't believe that Halloween came and went in real life and on The View because I feel like the last few years, it's been such a major stress point for us with The View, the up and downs. Yeah. The the roller coaster. Will she, won't she. The will she, won't she of it all that I actually can't believe that it just came and it, and it happened very normally and now it's over. And now we wait a whole other year to see what they'll dress up as. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be, it'll be movies. And it'll be like three of them have three very obvious rom-com <laughs> movie outfits. <laughs> no, they're going to do the Spice Girls next year. I know it. You know, I it was know so, it. so upsetting. In the um, opening skit, when it was like they're watching this TV screen and Whoopi comes on the TV screen and is like, it's that time of year where we have to decide like what the view hosts will go as for Halloween. And it becomes more difficult every year as, you know, the more obvious things are things we've already done. I was like kicking myself. I was kicking my own foot under the table at that because it's like how can you say that the most obvious things have already been done when you when haven't done most obvious thing. exactly you haven't done the spice girls yeah especially when sporty was just on and Alyssa claims to be the biggest spice girls fan like, it's like <sighs> again if you want to be my friend yeah which you clearly do not <laughs> then you will use your power to yeah. get everyone to dress up like the Spice Girls. I know. And every year, it's like they have the perfect lineup to do it. And she could have said, hey, guys, I fucking want to be Sporty Spice. <laughs> and I'm bringing you all with me. <laughs> and they would have said, okay, you're right. Well, maybe this is just a way to avoid us throwing this bucket of water at you, but sure, we'll go along with it. (laughs) That would have been the nice thing to do. I also love that in, like, the course of three episodes of this podcast, it's gone from being the view to, like, just, this is Alyssa's show. (laughs) (laughs) 
we've become obsessed with her. <laughs> like when she unfollowed us, it turned a switch in our brains where we're now obsessed with her. <laughs> like I've literally said like 17 times, if you want to be my friend, <laughs> like a stalker. <laughs> yeah, we're obsessed. We're sick about it. We're sick. All right. Well, if anyone's out there, thank you so much for listening to us again. I hope you all had a happy Halloween and that you have a great November. (laughs) So until next time, everyone, have a great day and take a little time to enjoy a rainbow-colored gift bag that I will actually be giving to Sunny after the show. Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. But I have a vibe. I know what it is. We're bringing Huntsman back. We're right behind the guy who's right on track. He rocks the awesome China policy. The governor who stands for sanity. Huntsman's back. All right. Really good stuff. Really, really good. Really good.